Los Diaz, what's happening? Thank you guys for joining. It's another Tyree Talk Tuesday. I'm here live at Sharper Image Barbershop this morning. We've been here over 20 years, and I'm excited to be doing this live with you guys here today. Uh, don't forget to hit the share button and let folks know that we're going live today. Uh, we're gonna have some really cool Q&A stuff. I see Dr. Esparza has joined. Excited to have you on here this morning. Um, we should be looking to see Tabitha Washington from DKB Med joining, as well as Sip the Surgeon. So uh, we have Sandra who is handling some items for us over there in Texas. But yeah, I see you guys, George T's 2019, David G. Ron, Cal Creations, Dr. Faden Style, top of the morning to you. Uh, the Masters Lounge case. Okay, so uh, two days of this Yisco, um, Dr. Faden Style, again, still Faded Wheel, Connecticut's. Uh, Louis Cutton, the King of Kings, uh, Mario Johnson, thank you for purchasing the badge. Greatly appreciate it. Guys, thank you for joining, for joining. We have a few seconds before we get on with today's topic of discussion. I have a few guests that I'm going to be bringing on to this live this morning. So guys, thank you so much for joining and sharing and let folks know that we are going live. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So. Before I get into a few of the things that we're going to be discussing today, this weekend, I am going to be in Dallas doing Fade Out Dallas. Uh, it is a diabetes project that we're uh, doing with DKB Med and Sip the Surgeon. So if you're not familiar with Sip the Surgeon or the art of barbering out there in Dallas, Texas, we're going out there with DKB Med. I'm really excited about this weekend. Uh, so there's so many different things that are happening. Uh, let me know if you guys can hear me clearly with a thumbs up. Josh in the background getting it. Oh, that's actually Joseph. Uh, Josh is here though, but we'll, we'll probably get him on here in a second. So thank you guys for joining. You guys can hear me. I see uh, uh, Steph responded. So this weekend, I'm going to be in Dallas. Excited about Dallas trip. I've done the fade out project with DKB Med uh, for the last couple years. It's been an exciting time working with them. And uh, we got some more coming for you this week. So before I join my DKB Med crew on to this live, I am going to share something with you really, really quick. There's a video that went out. It was a really interesting video, and it has Iman Shumpert, and he's talking about therapy. So I want to I want to put this up real quick, and we'll have a little bit of discussion about this. So pay attention, listen up. I ain't gonna lie, for a long time, I didn't realize that my only therapy was getting a haircut. <laughs> Talking to the barber. Yeah. Oh, you did the haircut. But it's crazy. Like, I would never... And you changed therapists, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> just therapists here and there, you know what I'm saying? Here and there, I use a different therapist when I'm out of town. No, just not as consistent. <laughs> it's uh, for, But at one point, I was, like, literally, like, wolfing. If I see them, I'm like, bro, ain't nobody oh, touching, anybody so touching nice. my hair. But it's like, when you do, you don't realize it until you're getting the haircut. Because it's also a transformation after you're done. Good you see point. what I'm saying? So yes. it's like you go there, you like look in a certain way, and the barber's kind of like, like, how'd you get looking like this, my dog? Like, and, and you kind of decompress, you're talking, yeah. you just sort of working through stuff, and then he spin you around and hand you the mirror, and you like, I'm a brand new motherfucker. Like, I'm I ready to do this. I love this. 
concept. I like, think it's really it's beautiful. It's so sick. Like, no, you, never know, you never knew as a barber, like, dog, you're a real-life therapist. You have to be. Yes. Especially if you got people that's coming every week. Like, you got that kid that comes every week, and it's like, you know him. You yeah, that check-in. How you, how how you doing? You yeah, know what I'm saying? Did, you, did you ace that test? You were stressed about a test the other day. You was, yes. It's like, you know the little man. Like, it's crazy. Like, I think a lot of black boys, that. like, when you're growing up, you don't realize it, but your barber is one of your therapists. There you go. For a long time, I did. So I like this video for a lot of reasons. One, he's talking about therapy. Now, now let's, let's, not, let's not get it mixed up. I am not saying that barbers are licensed therapists. So I want to pull up this definition of therapy real quick. Therapy, other forms, therapies. Therapy is the act of caring for someone or the method of caring. There are a lot of different ways that you can get therapy. Some people, uh, they shop for therapy. It's called retail therapy. That is not a, you don't need a, a license to do medical therapy. Some people eat. It is a form of therapy for them. Some people work out and do fitness. It is a form of therapy for them. And for a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, the barbershop has been a form of therapy for them. Not that we're giving um, uh, medicinal advice or, or, or prescribing something to them, but what we are, we're 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 an ear. We are somebody that listens to them. We are invested in our community. We're paying attention. Sometimes we're the only ear that people. Uh, that sit in our chairs have someone to listen to them sometimes it's just that care and concern and the other thing he said is it's a it's also a physical transformation you come in looking one way and when you leave you feel good because of the way that you look and I think it's important to highlight that um, I, I, I hear it a lot sometimes a barber's a therapist a therapist but we're not medical therapists, but what we do do is we help people psychologically and emotionally when they sit in that chair. Um, sometimes just by way, the, the appearance that we create for them, right? Uh, it helps to grow some self-esteem and build some self-esteem. But a lot of times, man, that, that those vibrating blades that are palpitating on somebody's scalp is therapeutic. That vibration the, the chair cloth, the smells, the scents, uh, the atmosphere, the environment, right? It's a place of comfort. It's a safe space for many people. I do recall a story. There was a story where there was, um, we were we were in here cutting. I remember it was Eddie up, Sweeney Todd, myself, a few others that were cutting hair at the time. And some kids that used to get a haircut here all the time, but they were still getting haircuts, but they were getting haircuts here all the time. The, the, the stepfather was in the barber shop. Uh, the, uh, the barber was in the shop was cutting. I'm cutting someone, and the two kids ran into the barber shop crying. I mean, crying. And so immediately, all the barber barber's reaction was to protect these children. We stepped out, made sure they were safe and okay. And the kids were saying that somebody was chasing them, and and that it was that they were being abused, right? What I remember most about that moment was not only did the barber Eddie to call the stepfather and tell him, hey, this is what was happening. More importantly, the kids felt like the barbershop was a safe environment to run to. There was some sort of therapy that was taking place with these kids that they knew that if they ran to the barbershop, it was, 
a safe place. This is a true story. It happened here in this location. And I remember those two kids running in here crying, but they came here because there was something about this space that made them feel safe. And I was so grateful that we were open. I was so grateful that the barber can contact the father. I was so grateful that we were able to be of assistance to these kids that ran here for a place of comfort, a place to just uh, get away from whatever was ailing them. And a lot of people do that psychologically. They come into the shop because they want help. And so I want, I want to use that as a segue to what we're doing in, in Dallas. And before I do that, this is one of the oldest, if not the oldest, manuals by A.B. Moeller is the Barber Manual. And um, I have a, a, a copy of it. So this is a digital image of it. And I want to read something real quick before I bring some of our guests on. So the Barber's Manual, book one, part one. Many people come to become a barber. So I want to read what this says here in this manual. Uh, once it starts to move from me, okay. Physical and mental requirements of the barber. In becoming a barber, the first question that presents itself is, what are the requirements to ensure success? Will the work that I have done in the past bar me from the barber profession? Will I make a good barber? There is but one answer to these questions, and that is, have you the energy to practice diligently and the work providing that you have at your disposal the opportunity for practice and instruction? It goes on. Anyone with ordinary ability will make a barber. No man is too old to take up this trade. This work does not require any special adaptation. I see you guys putting in the request. I'll, I'll be with you in a second. Anyone with ordinary ability to be a barber, no man is too old to take up this trade. This work does not require any special adaptation, but like every other trade, it is one that requires practice. It has been demonstrated that the most awkward beginners often make the most successful barbers. I like this because this is part of the original um, manuscript by A.B. Moeller. But if you look at one of the newer editions, it says a professional barber, the image you project to others is a reflection of you as the individual, your personality, attitude, abilities, appearances, and moral character all help to create emotional and mental pictures in the hearts and minds of every person you interact with daily in daily life. This image is the impression you make on others in your personal and professional lives. And although your personal image may differ somewhat from your professional image, the values and beliefs that guide you both in capacity stem from the inner source of the real and authentic you. I love this because we're talking about therapy and there's so many different ways to create an environment that is therapeutic for others, right? But moral character is extremely important because people will sit in your chair and they will entrust you with things. They will sit in your chair and they will listen to you. They, they look to you for guidance. You, 
you have either fashion sense or uh, you have good uh, insight. Where does that insight come from? From the experiences that you're learning from others that you are catering to and the people that you are serving. And so another form of therapy and community is by what Fade Out um, Diabetes Campaign is doing in Dallas. It's a way to reconnect with the community. It's a way to establish yourselves um, and get an understanding also health and awareness. Right. This really, really helps to get people to understand what where they are, what they need to do uh, as a result. So I'm going to join uh, some folks on here real quick. Let's start off with Tab from. I'm so excited. man! I really I really love these initiatives. I love what DKB Med is doing um, and how it's helping our industry and our community. So, Tab, what's up, girl? Hey, Tyree. How are you doing? Fantastic. Thank you for joining this morning. As always. Um, I, you know, I was talking a little bit about therapy and how barbers are therapeutic to, to, to clients and not licensed therapists, but we, we, we add some sort of therapy value to what it is. You wear a shortcut. I'm, I'm assuming that you go to a barber. Yeah, okay. a stylist. Okay. And, yeah. and, and for you, how does that make you feel when you go and sit in a barber's chair to get sauced up? I run my mouth kind. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a good connection. I feel like it's part of my uh, quality self-care time because, you know, I'm getting my hair done and then you just kind of vibe and just talk about everything. Sometimes maybe the appointment goes a little longer than it should because it's just the connection is so good. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So so we're doing this fade out uh, campaign in Dallas. Talk, talk a little bit about what DKB Med offers, what they're doing and why we're why we're doing Dallas. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. DKB Med is a medical education company. Uh, traditionally, medical education companies educate clinicians, you know, your physicians, nurses, things of that sort. But what we've been doing it is we've been taking it out to the community. And uh, we had such a success with the Fade Out HIV program that uh, we went ahead and we were like, you know what, let's do this again. Let's work with our barbers who have such a connection in the black and brown communities, especially and we were like, let's go ahead and try this again with diabetes. Before you go into diabetes, when you said we had so much success with the Fade Out HIV project, can you can you list some of the accolades and some of the things that we have gotten through this Fade Out campaign with HIV and DKB Med? Most definitely. So with Fade Out HIV, we hit up the Los Angeles area. We partnered with Tyreek and some other people in other key people in Los Angeles. Um, some community activists, physicians, and things like that. And what we were doing then is we were, our barbers, we worked with our barbers. Tyreek was really great. We're going out into the community, finding barbers where they felt um, it hit home. They saw the importance of it. And they were educating their clients, you know, about like why you need to get tested. We set up this great referral network. And that's what was happening. So um, then it expanded where we were partnering with um, healthcare facilities to do live on-site events. And what our barbers were doing, it was like, hey, if you go ahead and get screened, we're gonna go ahead and give you a haircut on-site. So it was a really good effort. And our barbers, they're talking to their clients, the clients are trusting the barber, you know, because they're like, well, you know, it's such a good setting, therapeutic, as Tyreek was saying, a good therapeutic setting to get all this done. So we're looking at lots of screens, lots of what we have about 39 barbers in our network. Um, I can't say off the top of my head how many screens, over 300 screens, I believe. But, but we, we all 
also received some awards and some accolades. What are some of the awards and accolades we received as a result of this project? Yes, most definitely. So uh, one award was in Philadelphia early this year at the Alliance for Continuing Medical Education. Uh, we got innovative, uh, a notice for or acknowledgement for how innovative the program was. And then also recently they presented the program in Australia and everybody was blown away by that. So uh, yeah, kudos. <laughs> so it was really a hit. Uh, the fact that this is resonating that people in Australia are like, you know, amazed and they're like, how can we get this, you know, going on? So what we have started is just expanding that so many people want to do it. So I know in Philly, it was, um, I was there in Philly. I didn't go to Australia, but in Philly, I was just getting so many people coming up to me after the presentation, just amazed that we had um, worked with barbers and they were just like an amazing way to get to the community. So it was a great thing, really awesome. So, so I know we received some other awards and we had uh, this other conference that we were zoomed in and whatnot, but let's not, I don't want to stay focused on that project. I just want to talk about the success of that project and why we decided to do the diabetes one. What is your role at DKB Med and how is the Fade Out project uh, going in Dallas? No problem. Um, I am a project manager with DKB Med and I have been a project manager for the Fade Out initiatives. Uh, what we're doing this time in Dallas is we're hitting up our barbershops to talk about diabetes. As you know, diabetes in the black and brown communities, unfortunately, the numbers are disproportionate when you compare it to uh, you know, other races, particularly the white race. And we're like, okay, right now we need to do it again. We need our barbers to talk to their clients, let them know this is you know, affecting us in ways that it shouldn't. And so with this initiative, we're saying, we need you to get tested, to be aware. And that's the thing. A lot of people, you're not treating it because you don't know if you have it. You know, um, and it could even be on the level of prediabetes. I don't want to get into the clinician terms. That's not my forte. Well, well, well but, we got a um, clinician. I'm going to bring the clinician on in a second. <laughs> right. But just talking about the overall scope of the program, we're like, you know, this is important. And we're like, how can we do this? We need to reach out to our barbers again, um, just to know what is out there. And the barbers um, that we have connected with in Dallas, they're passionate about it. Absolutely. That's what I love. They're passionate Absolutely. about this. They're passionate about their clients. They're passionate in their communities and they want to see a difference. So this is awesome. I, I totally felt a totally different vibe, uh, a connection. People were more excited about doing it. I mean. There, was, there wasn't as much apprehension, you know, I mean, it was really, really awesome to be a part of. Any final words um, from DKB Med, Tabitha, before I, I bring my, my next guest on? Um, my final words, sorry about the noise, there's somebody cutting the yard outside my window. Um, we, we can't hear it. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> final words is barbers, if you're in the Dallas area, we're coming out again. So hit up us, you can hit um, us up at Fade out at dkbminute.com or send a direct message to us. We're on Instagram or if you want to send it to Tyreek and let us know if you want Tyreek to come out and visit you. And it's not just limited to Dallas. If you want this initiative in your area, let us know because we are getting hit up by different areas like, hey, you know, we need this coming to where we are. But let us know when Tyreek is actually going to be back out there in Dallas. We would love for you to come out there and partner with us and let us know that you want to be a part of it. Awesome. Tabitha, thank you so much for your no time. Let's get one of our other guests on here, and I will see you uh, this weekend. No doubt.
All right, so we have another guest. Let's go ahead and join um, Dr. Esparza. Let's get Dr. Esparza on here. I'm excited. She she does an amazing amazing job. Very knowledgeable. Hey, Dr. Esparza. Hey, Tyreek. How's it going? So, um, introduce yourself. Let them know who you are and your title, and so why you, why you got involved. Sounds good. Uh, I'm Maria Isabel Esparza. I am a doctor, a hormone doctor, endocrinologist, and I'm working with DKB Med in promoting awareness in uh, diabetes, prediabetes, sugar control, uh, so we can help people know about it, create more uh, information and access for people to test themselves and know how their blood sugar is. So this is uh, what I'm doing, and I'm very passionate in helping uh, minorities and in, in having equal access to health. We are aware of systemic issues that make it harder for certain populations, especially African Americans and Hispanic communities uh, to have access to care. So this is one way that we're trying to come to the community. And I love that part about caring and, and how the barbers provide a therapeutic space because they're listening. You're listening to them. You create a connection and a trust where it's like, okay, if you tell me something, it's going to have more weight than if some stranger, even though they have whatever training, I know you and I trust you. So this is so beautiful that we can partner up because we're all aiming for the same goals, helping people and creating awareness so we can be in better, in the best state of health we can. Absolutely. So one of the questions that I would have to, why, why should I get tested for diabetes? That would be one question. I think either the barber or the client, um, yeah, so why, why get tested? Because um, diabetes might not give overt signs. Some people have increased urination. They're like, I've been losing weight without really trying. All of a sudden, it's so easy for me to lose weight. Um, I'm feeling very thirsty, very hungry. That are Those are signs that you're having like a full-blown high blood sugar and your body's trying to get rid of it. But most people don't have that. And they might not have any signs, and they might have complications before they have, so, have the signs. So if I don't get tested, I could develop more complications. So if you don't get tested, and if you, or if you get tested later, and you get, let's say, I mean, knock on wood, we, and you or me, we get tested, and it's like, oh, you already had diabetes. Since when? We don't know, right? Because... You just have this sample in time where your blood sugar is this. And the hemoglobin A1C is a really cool tool because it's a three-month average. It's not just a blood sugar. It's like a picture of your blood sugar. It's a three-month average that tells us where it's been for the past three months. It's like a, like a, how can I say it, like a log of your blood sugar. So that really helps. It's like, it's, like your, it's like your quarterly taxes. Your blood is taking a, a quarter, it's doing a quarterly, uh, um, uh, what, what, what would you call that? Like a measurement or a yeah, measure. yeah it's, it's data that we get, and, and yeah, it's it's a really cool tool that we have, and that we can now do it like in six minutes. That's how how long the test takes, and we can know how your blood sugar has been for what reason. So the earlier we get to these diagnoses of prediabetes, for example, if you have prediabetes, you're not in the diabetes range. 
So we can help you minimize that progression. We could even help you not get to diabetes. And with that, minimize the complications that include vision loss, renal dysfunction, dialysis. The diabetes is still the, the number one causes for dialysis. Uh, heart attack. I mean, the blood sugar affects your whole body. So even erectile dysfunction, right? And, 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 and wellness. So, so it's trying to prevent people from having these complications. So your blood is doing this three month audit, basically. And it's keeping a catalog of how your blood sugar levels have been in the last three months. Um, I think some of the apprehension is people don't want to get a positive result, right? They're afraid that, oh my God, if I get diabetes, it's the end of the world, right? So what happens if a person, I, when I was in Dallas, I got tested in front of everybody and I knew my numbers. Could you explain the numbers first, what they mean, where those different levels are, pre and all, all the way up? And then the second question, what happens if I test positive for, for a type 2 diabetes? Yeah. So, yeah, it is hard to have a diagnosis, right? It is hard to, to see, oh, my numbers are not perfect because, I mean, a lot of what we use in this world is numbers. So it's a number, right? It doesn't say, I mean, above 5.6 is pre-diabetes. The, the, the normal blood sugars where your body doesn't have any problems is 5.5 and lower. 5.6 to 6.4 is pre-diabetes. So there you're in the... Like, it's like a red, you know, like 6.5 is diabetes. So that's like full-blown diabetes. There's no question about it. Pre-diabetes, it's your blood sugar is giving signs that your body doesn't have enough insulin to control it and keep it level. Uh, so that's where we have this, you know, pre-diabetes range and above 6.5 is diabetes. Awesome. So, you know, when, when, when someone tests positive, uh, what are a few recommendations that you give? Because we had we had some we had some clients that tested positive, right? Some of the numbers are very low, right? Some things that are manageable. So, so what is what is, as a, as an endocrinologist, what is the advice that you give to a person who tests positive, and what should we do? So, either pre-diabetes or diabetes, just go with your primary care doctor. Any doctor can help you start your management and if you need further assistance you might need a specialist but most people can go to their primary care doctors and get either metformin that's the starting medication that's really great that's cheap and there's a level of medications that can then be escalated to help you achieve your goal but it's going to a doctor i think for a lot of people it's that fear like you said of the un known of what if I have this but I think it's better to know and have that peace of mind than worry about it more if you have family members with diabetes and I think there's a lot of trauma too of like amputations I don't want to my grandfather died of that and I don't even want to know because it was so traumatic there are right. so many things we could do to intervene to improve quality of life and not get so you can so you can prevent diabetes you can prevent. So if you have risk factors, you can um, change lifestyle and, and, and habits that can allow you to stay within your, it's like a, I, I think about it as like your insulin and your pancreas. It's like a genetic, it's like what you inherited, right? Some people right. have like wealth. Some people have debt. You know, what do you inherit and what 
resources do you have to work with? So if I have a big reserve in my pancreas, I might be able to eat whatever without having problems. And even if you're scared, you might be one of those lucky people with a really great pancreas that's not going to develop diabetes. Despite the weight, despite what you eat, you might have that. But there are a subset and more in these communities, Hispanic and African-Americans, we have higher genetic risk for diabetes. So you might not have enough insulin. What are the things you mentioned? Like you said some trauma associated, like, oh, my uncle, or my grandfather. Um, I got a short story and then I, I want to, I think it's a mindset, right? It's a mindset that you have to overcome. Um, I tell this story. I had a cousin. His dad drank and was alcoholic and my dad, my, my father who raised me, he drank and was alcoholic. And when you ask us the question, well, I've never drank in my life, me personally, right? And when you say, hey, Tyreek, how come you haven't drank? I don't have a desire to drink, partly because my father was an alcoholic, right? Um, if you ask my cousin, why do you drink? Oh, because my dad drank, right? So we both have the same answer, right? But we have two different perspectives so how can you help shift the perspective of a person who has that trauma associated with diabetes my grandma got her leg amputated or my uncle was on dialysis for 15 years and he didn't get a kidney and he ended up eventually expiring what are some what are some things that you can help to to mold the mind of a person who may have some apprehension i think it's like it could be anything right like alcoholism right like let's try to use that example there's so many tools now, even medications, like something like we use even in endocrinology and, and for uh, habit uh, change, like bupropion. It's an antidepressant that can help with alcohol cessation. And there's, you know, scientific proof of what can help and what can't. So we're not, we have more information. We have more tools. We have more awareness and how important it is to talk about the fears with the patients because if we don't talk about that they're not going to take their insulin and more also in the Hispanic community they believe that insulin is going to make them blind so they might not use the life-saving treatments but we have other things if you don't want insulin if you're scared of insulin so we have more tools we have more ways of helping and you will have the ability to make to, to feel that you're doing everything you can to avoid that fate that you might have by your genes but if you intervene and you are mindful of it you might be able to change that trajectory fantastic so last question uh, why did you decide to get involved in this project here in Dallas I love community work I've been wanting in UT Southwestern we do a lot of great things and I wanted to really go where the people are like we said before like sometimes people don't have access to our clinics or don't feel comfortable in a clinical setting with the doctor and 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 this is where I can access you know I can talk to people I can maybe clarify their questions and and, and really have an impact in, in a way that that you know it's, it's it's outside of the clinic it's in the street it's it's where people are having this conversation and i would love to be part of that conversation awesome dr Sparza, thank you so much for your time and your efforts in dallas i will see you this week see you, see you on friday yeah right bye-bye <laughs> so let's go ahead and get um sandra on here so we, we talked about DK Med and what they offer. They offer, it's an education company, right? They're a medical education company. We talked to Dr. Esparza, who's an endocrinologist, and she kind of on the other side, hey, these are your results. Let's talk about your results and how we can help. 
as a clinician. Let's get Sandra on here, who is involved in the testing process, right? And this is how, I, I wanna talk about how simple it is, how long it takes, little things, so that that way, if this is something that you wanna do in your community. Hey, Sandra, what's up, girl? Hey, hey. All right, so awesome. Tell people who you are and what you do. Sure. So I'm Sandra Pennington. I'm a community outreach coordinator at UT Southwestern, um, and I am lead on our Health Street initiative, which is literally where we go and take health to the streets. So we do all kinds of screenings um, in the community, uh, largely in black and brown communities um, in the southern sector of Dallas. So if y'all are from here, you know where that's at. Um, and now we're working with DKB Med for the fade out diabetes. So, so basically you go around and you give tests. Yes, yeah, so we do, we do all kinds. We don't just do A1Cs like we're doing. That's our focus obviously for, for this project, but we do uh, lipid screening, kidney screening, which is a big one, um, height, weight, blood pressure, all of that. So, so for the folks that are in Dallas, right? Mm -hmm. if, you, if you know some people in Dallas or the surrounding area, you know, Texas is huge. Yes. It's a big, it's a big, a big state, one. Right? It's like its own country now, yeah. right? So um, for, for the folks that are in Dallas, how can uh, someone get involved either in this project, right, that we're gonna be doing at the, the, the Art of Barbering with Sip the mm -hmm. Surgeon, um, what could they do and how they could recommend their client or their friends or family uh, to support this project that we're doing in Dallas? Yeah, so, so definitely, um, you know, you're on live, spread the word. Um, and if you need some, even want to have some, um, some brochures or anything like that, we can get those to you. We can email you some stuff. So that way you've got it for your clients and for your barbers to spread the word and get folks out for the September 8th event. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing is, is spread the word on it because we'd love to have a big showing out there and do, you know, as many screenings as we possibly can. So, so let's talk about the screenings real quick yeah. before I ask you this other question. How do the screenings go? Like, like, like let's talk about the process. Sure. So, um, you know, it can somewhat, uh, you know, if you've never done one before, it can definitely be a little bit intimidating if you're not sure what to expect. And so when folks come in and they come in to get their A1C screening, they you know we just have them sit down we go through the process so that way they know what to expect but literally all it is is a little finger prick so we take just a small sample of blood just one finger prick and then um and then we have that sample and we run it in the machine so we have a point of care which makes our community outreach a little bit um unique because we're able to test and screen and get the results right then and there so it takes six minutes to run that test um so you have about 30 seconds of us, uh, you know, doing a little finger prick and getting that in there, and then six minutes, and we have your results. So I, I got one when I was mm -hmm. out there, and you, you barely feel it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, you barely, barely feel it. So you get the results, you read the results to them, and then Dr. Spars is there to help guide if they have any, and I sure. know you can help with a lot of the questions yeah. too. It's what you do, but just having that clinician right there helps so you can keep testing and push into to, to the next person uh, point of contact. Um, what if, hey, I like what Tyreek's doing, I like what Sandra's doing, I like what Dr. Esparza is doing and the DKB Med. I'm a barber in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm a barber in California. I'm a barber in Florida, whatever. How can I get involved? I like Sandra, I like what she does. I wanna get something like this done. What, do, what is your recommendation 
on how someone can get involved in projects like this one as well. Yeah, so I mean, I definitely would say that, you know, if you if you want to carry on the name of the fade out diabetes, definitely get in touch with DKB Med first, if that's, um, you know, if you want to have that branding to it. And then also, um, you know, there's a ton of outreach folks across the country, and not all of them maybe will do it exactly the same way that we do it, depending on what their machines are and whatnot, and what they have access to. But I mean, even like the YMCA has a great diabetes prevention program. So, you know, you can even touch base with them and perhaps have them come out um, and even talk to folks. Um, clinics in the area will oftentimes be able to have an outreach team. You know, I work for UT Southwestern, so it's a medical school. Um, so that's even uh, a good touch point. So maybe get maybe getting in contact with the medical schools and see yeah. if they have outreach projects. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. So, I mean, I'm really excited about this. I think that the work that we've done there in Dallas um, was awesome. I'm excited that they wanted to bring it back and do some more. One of the things that they're doing, I hope Sip jumps on. I don't, I don't see him on here yet in my request. So if Tabitha or somebody can contact him or send him a direct message or, or even tag him, if everyone can tag Sip the Surgeon right here <laughs> on my, my uh, stories. So when he jumps on, I could just join him in. Uh, I'm excited that we're doing it at his location. It was a big space, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of response. Uh, I, I'm so excited. I'm so glad that you that you're, you know, part of it. I think you need the right type of people around doing these types of For sure. uh, projects, right? You want people who want to be there, who actually have mm -hmm. their heart involved in it. It's why I got involved in the first place. So, any any last words from you, Sandra, before I uh, go on? You know, just. Um just that we'd love to see as many folks as we can out there. And if you're in the DFW area and seeing this and you want something, whether it's for diabetes screening or something else, you know, hit me up. Tyreek has my information as well. Um, and we're always down to come out and, and continue this project, you know, moving forward in the DFW area and, and beyond. But we'd love to have, you know, 12 to 6 out there at the Art of Barbering on, on Friday. So I hope to see everybody out there and, uh, and we'll be out there ready to do, do some screenings. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sandra. We appreciate you. And yeah. I'll see you this week. Yes, indeed. I'll see you later. Bye. You got it. All right. So um, one of the things that Tabitha mentioned earlier is that there has been an influx of people uh, being excited about this type of initiative. And they don't, DKBMED doesn't just focus on diabetes. They're an education companies. So they focus on a, a bunch of things. Right, but they're using community, they're using barbers and barbershops. So if you are interested in participating or maybe bringing this project to your city, we'd love to come and set you up. Listen, you get free publicity. You, the, the newspaper comes out and the, the, the local, if, you know, if they choose to, it happens a lot of times, but if they choose to, radio, TV, news crew, they come out, they film your location. They talk about the project. You get to talk about your business and how your business is helping community. One of the things that Sip the Surgeon is doing as we go to, to his shop is the barber who gets the most people tested for the week ends up getting their rent for the chair for the week paid for. So it's a win-win. You're helping community. You're getting people tested. You're educating yourself. You yourself might be getting tested and learning a little bit more about that. And then at the same time, you win a little bit of coin and make get get a weekly raise. You get that raise for the week. So, you know, guys, if you can go ahead and hit SIP the surgeon, I already have them tagged in here. If you can go ahead and hit SIP, 
uh, and get him to join. Uh, I don't see him. He's not in my request, and I don't even see him on my page right now. So, but nevertheless, I want to give you a little testimonial of something that happened as a result of this project. So, a few things that have happened since since this fade out campaign has taken place. One of the things is I've been talking about it on my lives. I've been sharing it on Instagram. We've been posting videos and collaborating with DKB Man. And a few of the guys that I hang out with, some guys that I play golf with and things like that, have said, hey, look, look, I seen the, the, the thing you're doing. Tell me a little bit about it. And one guy was like, well, you know, I got diabetes and I had to make some adjustments. One guy was like, look, man, I'm not changing my diet, man. I just got to do some more exercise or something. One of the guys himself was already rollerblading, doing some play golf. He, he rode bike a little bit, but he took this serious to the point where he says, I really don't want to go the medicine route. I don't want to go and take pills and do that kind of thing. So I'm going to do everything I can within my power to see if I can make the adjustment. He's been riding over 30 miles a day. I think it's twice a week. If I can recall, I know for sure once a week, but he's, he's doing these rides on his bicycle and he lost 25 pounds um, in the last three weeks just from changing his diet and riding bikes. So there are things that you can do to offset if you get an undesirable result and you're not happy with the positive result. So it's important. And it's just these little lives, these videos, sharing what it is that you do with your community, uh, my community on social media, Instagram, is encouraging people to go and get tested and saying, hey, Tyreek, I went and got tested because I watched your live and I had some thoughts, man, because I was having some of those symptoms that Dr. Esparza was talking about. And I made a decision to go get tested, and I did, and I got a positive result. And I just started to do something about it. So you never know how these conversations can really, really help your community and help your business. Um, just, just amazing, amazing stuff. Let me see if we got Sip on here. Sip's not here. So if he ends up joining, I'll join him back on. But I'm going to go ahead and go on with some of the other things that I wanted to share with you today. So I appreciate you guys for joining. Thank you so much, uh, DKB Med, Dr. Esparza, Sandra, uh, for uh, joining the live and just educating my community and my friends here on Tyree Talk Tuesday about uh, diabetes. So thank you so much for joining. Let me go ahead and move along a little bit with some of the other things that I wanted to discuss. I mentioned how therapy helps and how we can help community with therapy. Therapy doesn't necessarily mean that you are giving someone medical advice or prescribing them some sort of medication. But coming to the barbershop can be so therapeutic because it creates a, a safe space for people to be themselves, to be their authentic selves. But I, I showed the, uh, the definition in our professional image chapter in our textbook of why it's important to have moral character. Meaning that, you know, uh, you're making good decisions and you have a, a sense of morality because what happens a lot of times is the words that you speak to people who are traumatized, people who are going through things, people who have had, had some experiences, less desirable experiences, and you 
say the wrong thing could trigger. So it's extremely important that we're, we're really good listeners when it comes to standing behind the chair uh, and just allowing people to have that safe space. Not every barber has the ability to give good advice, but you can be a good listener. Now, if you have the gift of giving good advice and God has, has blessed you and has given you the ability to, you know, there's so many other things you could do while you're cutting somebody's hair, you're laying hands, you could be praying for that person. You know, even when you leave, when they leave your space, you can intercede for that person on their behalf. Whatever it is that that person may be going through, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to uh, be a therapist, but it does mean that there's some sort of responsibility that you have in your business and in this in this the sanctuary of this chair, right? Because one thing that I don't think you realize is that when you're standing behind a chair, all the energy that is sitting in a chair is around your major organs. As you're standing, let me let me get back here real quick so I can show you what I'm talking about. As I'm standing behind this chair and I'm talking to a person and they're speaking to me, whether they're, they're facing the mirror or they're in this space. All my major organs are right here. Everything from reproductive on up, right? They're all right here. And I'm putting that energy in my personal space. So you have to be very cautious of the energies that you have in your, your chair and what you're allowing. It's important as a practitioner to think about those things. So you have to be prayed up. You have to be covered. You have to be in a space and you know if there was anything i would say that you as a as a professional could seek is wisdom right you want to seek wisdom and counsel of those that are wise counsel from those who have done it before you even the therapist if you have a client who is a therapist a mental practitioner asking them questions like hey if a client comes to me and says that maybe they're on the verge of suicide. What are the what what are some things that I can do as a barber to help shift that thought process? If somebody is telling me something about what they're going to do, a violent crime or something, what are ways that I can respond to that person? Because I'm not licensed professionally to to give advice. I'm not licensed professionally to uh, to anecdote somebody, but I have to use wisdom and I have to exercise wisdom. Wisdom comes with experience. Wisdom is also applied knowledge. So you have to learn some things. And where do you learn that? Sometimes you learn it from the licensed professionals that are in the chair. And when you go see a doctor and you say, hey, doc, these are some of the scenarios that I've had with people who sit in my chair. How should one respond or react in these different scenarios? There's some other things that you can do. You can get self-help information like hotlines, print them on a piece of paper, stick them in the bathroom in a private area where when your clients go in there, they can look at these things and they can say, you know, this is something I'm dealing with. I'm, you know, I'm dealing with divorce and I'm frustrated, I'm angry. I just feel like, you know, giving up on life. And those hotlines, therapy is so important. You don't necessarily have to be the therapist, but you can offer uh, some therapy. But those hotlines, by having them in the bathroom where someone can read and look at those things so you know there there is a way that you can be a resource for a lot of these uh people and the clients that come into your space 
Guys, I appreciate you guys for joining. I'm looking for sippy cup. I don't see him. But um, as always, I hope that I served your needs today. I'm, I'm going to cut it a little bit short. But remember, serve your needs by serving the needs of others. That is my motto. Um, I stand by it. I believe in it. Um, my life and the successes in my life has happened as a result of serving people. I mentioned it two weeks ago with uh, Dorothy. When she was trying to get to the Yellow Brick Road, she could have been very selfish and said, you know what? I'm trying to get home. The heck with the scarecrow. I'm trying to get home. The heck with the Tin Man. I'm trying to get home. The heck with the Cowardly Lion. But she didn't. What she did was she served them. She helped them. And as a result, all of them were able to get to the destination of the Emerald City. They were able to get the help that they needed, but it was all action that they had to do. It wasn't just faith. It was about them believing in themselves, following instruction and direction, serving each other, helping one another, and working as community. Guys, we have a responsibility as barbers and practitioners to help our community. I hope that this live has helped you. I hope that the information that you learned today was helpful. And if you're interested in getting something like this done in your community, in your area, please contact me uh, on, 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 in either through DM or DKB Med, and let's see how we can bring this initiative to your area. I love you guys. Have an amazing, amazing week. I'm excited about Dallas this weekend. We'll bring you some more video content and let you guys see what that looks like. But I love you. Have an amazing, amazing week.